Well, wait until you find out what Ashley pees in. Anything. Anything I'm allowed to. Anything I'm not allowed to. Just pee wherever I can. Ashley crosses a line that, to me, I'm like, nah, that's too much. Hello, beans. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Jay. Hello. And this is today's question. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. Ooh. This is Jeremy from Australia. Australia. In the most popular sport in Australia, Aussie rules football, having returned after the pandemic shutdown. My question is, which team are you guys famously lifelong supporters of? <laughs> and who do you think will go all the way this year? Mm. Mm. Since Jay spent some time in Australia, I assume he's the resident expert on the sport. Excuse me. <laughs> Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Well, love you, mean it, as well, Jeremy, from Australia. Uh, Jay, did you spend time in Australia? I did. Yeah, that's why I, I live there. So, so did I. You? We've talked about this. I know. Why like, are you the expert? Because his accent's so good. Yeah, okay. You can do the accent better than I can. That doesn't make you the expert. I think, honestly, Jeremy needs to, like, you know, watch it. Because I think he's, like, assuming that the white man in the room knows more. And I don't think that's fair to assume. Like, I, I would give... I would say... That you probably are the expert, Katie. I think you were there for longer mm-hmm. and more recently. I don't think Jeremy knew Katie was there. I think that's the problem. Well, Jeremy, I was there. It was a <laughs> long time. I ate. It, it probably coincided with whenever you noticed a shortage in Tim Tams in the country. That's because <laughs> I was there. And when they came back, that's because I left. Um, <laughs> Jay, did you go to any games when you were in Australia? Uh, no Oswald's games, no. Mm, I went to a Swans game. So. <gasps> so there you go. As the expert, though, Jay, um, wow. what, just... let's break down the teams. I'm picking the Swans just okay. because I've been, but no, I'm, they could be garbage. Uh, maybe Save they're the problematic. I mean, you just got to assume nowadays mm-hmm. something's probably wrong, but I'm going to pick the Swans like sure. a real loser. But let's have some fun with, uh, with some of the teams that, you know, Ashley and Jay should root for. I think the well, easy choice for me is the Eagles. Mm, um, that seems huh. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, they run they won as recently as 2018, which you know they're good. Obviously, they won in 2018. Yeah. But I feel like I should maybe go with the Magpies hmm. because what like what a strong what a strong bird a magpie yeah. is. The Collingwood right? magpies? Sure. The, the Collingwood magpies are bird. And now birds. what's a, what kind of a bird? Oh, well, thank you for asking. I could talk about this all day. Uh, they are, <laughs> they are, um, our bird expert, Ashley. They are, uh, they call them magpies because the way that they feed their young is mm. like almost serving them tiny little like pastries. No. So mm. they like, you don't they, get, say. they get the food and they kind uh-huh. of mash it. Into like these tiny rounds, no. and then they like famously, yeah, just right. like so, so. So the mag describes the size, and the pie describes the pie. What do you um, mean the size? The size. Yeah, the, she said it was a small pie. Is mag does mag mean small? I think. I think it means big. So I'm just yeah. I was just a little confused. Yeah, well, the bird, the they're big pies big. comparatively it's for the ma- size of guys. The bird. I think we all know they're Got make it. America great pies. <laughs> wow, it's the bird, it's their their little little Australia great little, little nationalist pies. 
Make Australia great pie. <laughs> um, okay, so Ashley's rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think... Jay, by that same logic, by the Eagles logic, you could root for the Carlton Blues. Mm. I could. I'm not going to. Okay. I mean, go the Blues, for sure. Go the Blues, In more ways sure. than one. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Mm. The North Melbourne Kangas, if you will. Okay. If I won't. <laughs> If you will, because they are second in the league and they're poised to take take it. Uh, oh yeah, where are the Swans in the standings currently? Going to take it from? Not great. Ninth. Well, I mean they've only know. played four matches, from what I right. can tell. Yeah. So you know, early season. Yeah. But pa- Port Adelaide Power in first. Oh, see, no I would really- say Power is a great. But no, but no one cares about Adelaide. Is the I, problem? I like that. Well, they're about to once they well, once they win. Sure. Well, that's not, it's cool. the Adelaide Crows. It, that's Port Adelaide. Ooh, Port Adelaide, which is different. I think that they're both in Adelaide. I would assume so. Yes, uh, <laughs> much like the New York Giants and New York Jets are both in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, they share right. the same home venue, the Adelaide Oval. Ah. I have the Wikipedia I mean, page. As up. the expert, yes, you are the expert. <laughs> Not the standings, though, which would have been the, the smart bombers. Thing the bombers are in third. Magpies and fourth. The Essendon, the bombers. Okay. Now, how do you do? We think it's the Geelong Cats or the Geelong Cats. You're I the expert. I think it's Geelong. I think it's Geelong. And based on no research, I'm going to say it's yeah. Geelong. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and just say it confidently. Not Google it. So. Great. Unfortunately, the Western Bull- Bulldogs in did last. Okay. Because that's and a great team name. Ashley's team is where in the standings? Fourth. Are they really? That's not bad. That's a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Job. Right. But they're they're on the rise. The pies are on the yeah, rise, yeah. as we all say. As, as we say, the yes. pies are on the rise. <laughs> oh, my God. And, Jay, you picked – you said you're done. You picked the Kangas. Yeah, North right. Melbourne Kangas. Well, that's that. Also, want to say shout out to the Wallabies. Whoa! What? You just had that ready to go? Yeah, because I saw something <laughs> about Australia, and I was like, oh, I think I still have that. That's I sick. Do. It's my authentic Wallabies rugby jersey. That's really cool. It's very that's thick. super sick. It's a very thick kit, well, so it's like the only protection they have. Yeah, yeah it's all it's very, uh, it's a very interesting fabric. I don't wear it that often. But I do have it. Um, That's shout awesome. out Australia. And shout out Tim Tams, quite honestly, forever and ever. Um, and thank you for your long-distance question, Jeremy. Uh, if you are anywhere in the world and you would like to ask us Leave a question. Off, off, wait, always. what? And you would like to ask us a question, you can always... <sighs> <laughs> You've never done that before. Yes, I have. Leaf off a voicemail. If you would like to ask us a question, you can always. If you would like to. Yeah, because it's the sentence I've been tripping over it because it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, if you want to. But okay, fine. 860-506-5571. No matter what country works. you're in, our country code is a one. Is that the cage door? Jay. Yeah. Did it work? Because last time it didn't work. No, I think it's because you talked before you... I think it's because this microphone filters out like ambient sound? noise, and it thinks the cage sound is an ambient noise, which obviously it's not. So it's just, a very important. So you just make it. You just do it with your mouth. It filtered that out too. It which really is did. Kind That's of amazing. Funny. I watched it happen. You were still making a noise, and nothing was coming out. Wow. What kind of a what microphone a did you get? It's really. I got the same one that you speech. have. Oh, I don't know. I don't like the way it's treating you. 
Yeah, I don't appreciate it either. It's a First Amendment, goddammit. Your freedoms. Uh, hi. Hi. How are we all doing? Austin's in the room with me. Hi, Austin. Hey, Austin. Oh, what a cutie. He's just hanging out. Watching the Little Mermaid. Yeah. How's, uh, how's everybody doing? Cool. Sick. Jay, you're still in Nantucket? Yeah, I think this is, this is the end of the run. I think I'm headed back to my apartment here pretty soon. Didn't you say that last week? Yeah, I'm just, I keep saying it and then keep not leaving, but I'm going to do it. Important to note. rush? Important to note. We are filming this, uh, recording this. As uh, as Jay's team is about to play their first match in yeah. however long it's been. Uh, 30 years. Well, I don't think that's true. Uh, Man City, who are they playing? Arsenal. Yep, is about to play Arsenal. Go Arsenal. <laughs> nope. What did Arsenal fans say? <laughs> go. Go the Arsenal? Go, go the Arsenal. I don't think that's Go right. Gunners? No. Go the go you city. Come on, you city. Okay, Let's so we're rooting for Arsenal over here because... If Man City loses, then all Liverpool has to do is win one match. Their first match is Sunday against Everton. Uh, and then they'll win the Premier League. That's so I'm, insane. I'm also always rooting against City because right. fuck you guys. <laughs> but, uh, I, we normally yeah, film the pod, right. we normally do the pod on Tuesdays, but yesterday Katie couldn't, um, could not, just was, felt like she was gonna puke all day. Could not get out of bed. So we moved it. And then today I was like, Shh, Jay, is that during your match? You know. So here it we is. are. Jay's yeah. just going to be watching it while we while we record. It's going to be a little bit of a distracted pod today. A little bit. We've got Austin in the room. Ashley's got mm-hmm. some stuff going on. Yeah. Myrtle's asleep. But that is, as soon as that's over, she's going to be a real brat. Have you guys gone to a um, like a proper dog park with her yet? No. Uh, Dan tried to take her the other day. He said it was too, too much. There were too many dogs because they yeah. just redid the dog park. Yeah. So people are like, you know, it's a hot destination. <laughs> and she's just, she'd be too over. It's a hot destination. Hot yeah. destination. Yeah. It's the hottest club in, in Hoboken, Hoboken is. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> it's not wrong. Hoboken's hottest club. Um, um, this so that, is ex- insanely exciting that this football match is on television. I know. So Sorry, the first, I can't. That's okay. The first match, the first Premier League match was just a few, was just before oh, this. Okay, yeah. It was, who was it? Sheffield and who? Uh, Sheffield versus Villa. Right. And uh, nil-nil tie. So Premier yeah. League is back, folks. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. We're back on the bang, Love baby. to see it. Oh my god, they kicked off. A sweet draw. (laughs) Alright, so Jay was like, that's okay, we can do it while the match is on. I'll just, you know, be watching while, this is gonna be a constant, we've lost Jay for the podcast. I'm here. Yeah, that's fine. I'm here. Uh, how do you feel? I have a question. Okay. Do you guys, did you guys see all of this, um, debate on Levitard show and on the internet about shower peeing? I did. (laughs) I feel like, I'm very much, I have a team, and I would like to know what team you guys are. I don't think there's any team other than it's okay to pee in the shower. Okay. So, Golic Jr. is in that team. Everyone's on that team except Bomani and Mina. Yeah, I'm on Bomani and Mina's team in like a serious way. Well, wait until you find out what Ashley pees in. Anything. Anything I'm allowed to. Anything I'm allowed to. (laughs) 
do wherever I can. <laughs> Ashley crosses a line that to me, I'm like, nah, that's too much for me. Any body of water, really. Is it a, like the sink? What are you talking about? <laughs> Ashley will pee in a bathtub. It's, it's really hard not to. While I, you're in the bathtub? No, Jay. I pee from across the room <laughs> into a bathtub. I mean, like, I don't know. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that I can't get behind. I can't support That's you. standing water. Yeah, I love you, but I can't support Not you. Not necessarily. That. You That's can just have like the drain jump, open like, and the water it's running. It's like getting in the toilet is what you're doing. <laughs> well, that's uh, when most people pee in the toilet. Nobody gets in the toilet, though, well, like with their body. To me, peeing in the shower is just, it's usually one of those things where you didn't even have to pee, but you know how you dip someone's hand in hot water or whatever and it makes them have to pee? It's like you get in the shower and sometimes you're like, oh, shoot, I have to pee. So I do right. it right at the beginning, and then I shower. Got it. You know, I don't so find the that problem to be with that? gross at all. I mean, I don't know. I feel like your feet are in there, and yeah. I don't know how don't much the water them. rinsing things away are. And you can aim, just... like you of all people, the men can aim. I I understand the concept. I just I still don't. He is like the most sterile thing about you. If you're disgusted by your own pee, I'm not um, disgusted by it. I just dude, don't need to introduce it to my their own urine. Ooh, really? Here we go. Who was? Gosh, what was that? Hot that was in, it's a, No, it's true. It was in a 24 seven, I think. Oh, and, and there was like he used to drink his, his, his own urine. urine. I'm just going <laughs> really? cal- to calcif- like to turn his blisters into calluses. He used to piss what? on his hands. So if you get stung by a jellyfish, you should have somebody pee on you. No, I thought yeah, that Jay, the jellyfish thing wasn't true. I stung by a jellyfish near you. I thought the jellyfish <laughs> thing wasn't true. It is true. I, it, I, again, I'm speaking from first-person experience. I, my friend just, peed on me when I got stung by a jellyfish, and it immediately helped. Jay, just walk me through why it bothers you so much. Because I see everybody get, like, Mina's getting really heated about it. Juan Manuel Marquez, that's who it was. Drinks his own uh, piss? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. If I get they come, oh god, there's just, there's, I don't know if you can see no, a picture of please. it. I don't need it. Um, <laughs> I think it's just that, um, I don't think that I need to introduce my own urine to the place where I'm bathing. Okay. Like the whole purpose of a shower is cleanliness. Sure. Mm-hmm. Again, and the most sterile thing about you is your pee. It's not dirty. Right. Right. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, just a fundamental disagreement. Whether or not pee is dirty. Yeah, whether or not that's like a part, like, like if, like, I get that you can wash it off. Mm-hmm. Do you pee in the ocean? I've been. I have. I it's mean, it's on not, you. It's on you more than it's on you in the in the shower. Yeah, I don't like the feeling. I try to avoid that. You okay. don't like the Possible. feeling of peeing in the ocean. Gosh, it's the most liberating thing ever. What are you talking about? I well, just it's no bathtub, it feels but... very, uh, it feels very like, uh, It's nature's bathtub. It feels like <laughs> those things people lie about to sound like, I would never, like, no, no I'm not lying pee. at all. It's, it's like, just, yeah, not... you do. You pee in the shower. Who cares? Yeah. It's over like that. And then literally the point of the shower is to get your whole body wet and soapy. And so once the pee has happened, again, I'm not peeing at the end of my shower. Just like that would be like getting out of the shower and pooping. It's like you do that in an order on purpose. <laughs> but like you, you, you wash yourself. Like any time it may have touched you, which it doesn't. Especially if again you can aim. 
you just you're washing it off anyway. I guess I didn't think about the timing, and I do feel better with it being at the beginning than at the end. Okay. That does Actually, that does make it feel seem, a little people better. Are real judgmental. Yeah, we got a that's lot why going I wanted to ask you guys about it because right I don't now. know. Come join this team. Just pee <laughs> in the shower. Who cares? Yeah, can you do a book report, a shower report? Pee in the shower and let uh, us know next week. Yeah, you're wasting. Uh, you're actually wasting a ton of water by a great point. getting like peeing, flushing, and then getting in the shower. It's a huge waste of water. Mm, so it's an environmental cause. No, mm. I just am lazy. But yeah, okay, it's also that. So if All you're right. really woke, wake up. Stop wasting so much water. Got it. Okay, thank you guys. Appreciate that. I feel like a lot was accomplished. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. I'll let you know. I'll report back. Great. So much being disgusted by it. Uh, what else? What else? Updates of life. I left my house. Where did you oh, go? I went to Queens. Whoa! I got a car. I got a zip car, and Dan and I drove to Queens to visit Hannah. My friend, who our listeners might remember, had a baby at the beginning of the teen. Um, and we took Myrtle in the car for the first time. <gasps> How did she do? She did great. I debated bringing her crate because, you know, for road trips and stuff, that's what we'll do. But uh, she just sat – I sat in the back seat with her and just, like, held her. And she was a little bit scared when we took turns because she has never felt that feeling of her whole body being forced to go one way or another mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had the window down. She didn't get sick. Once I got to Hannah's, Hannah was like, oh, all the dogs I've ever had puke the first time they're in the car. I'm like, thank God I didn't know that. Like, I didn't even know to be freaked out about that. Um, she was fine. She great. didn't, like, pee or anything. She was great. How'd she do with the kids? She was good. Uh, well, we got there kind of late because there was an issue with our zip car, but... Uh, so one, one of our kids, Jack, the older one who just turned two, he was asleep, but, mm-hmm. um, we met Carmela at like pretty late cause she woke up from being asleep cause she's a, a newborn child. So she's just up every few <laughs> hours. Um, Dan held her by the leash because she was about to, like, she would have been like, God, I want it. she just wanted to eat it. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. He held Carmela by her leash. No, he, he was holding on to Myrtle so she wouldn't go nuts, but she was so cute, Carmilla. She's like the the at the stage where like you, her eyes can only see so far beyond her. Mm-hmm. So you just see her like looking off into like middle distance, trying to figure things out. And like when she saw Myrtle, her eyes like her, she's very expressive eyebrows for a baby. She just was cute. like <laughs> that was so friggin' cute. I mean, really the best. But getting out of the house that was my first time. I've been wow. to the I've been to the pharmacy once a month, and I've been to the grocery store I think once or twice, and to the pet store once. I do, I haven't left, so like that was a adventure. For How me. did it feel? Uh, it felt good. I liked being in a car. I haven't been in a car in a really long time, mm. um, and that was nice. And yeah, it just felt good to not be stuck in the house. That's nice. Delicious. Was that the first time um, Hannah met Dan? Yeah. How'd that go? A whole lot of firsts. It went great. Everybody got along. It was Hannah and her husband, John, who I love. Um, and we all just, like, hung out and chatted, talked about stuff. It felt normal. It was, like, the most normal thing I've done in, you know, yeah. three months, four months. So, What's time, really? Yeah. It was mm. good. I am so sick of... Being in this house, 
Mm-hmm. Mainly because, like, I'm not um, making it a better house. Like, there's a lot of stuff around the house I should be doing. But I'm just so depressed that I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> and I know once this teen is lifted, I'm going to be like, you had all that time. You didn't do any of the stuff you should have done. So then well, you did make it look really nice for the summit. Yeah, I did. That one. Just time. that one. That one. That one little four corner. foot stretch of wall. <laughs> Which then I had to cover with a backdrop for another shoot. So that's kind of just been there. The whole time. There's too much stuff in this apartment. I gotta go through a lot of it. But, you know. Not right now. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> How's everybody else's everything? Um, there's some highs and lows in, in House Brave Band right now. One of our pups is really sick and it's crushing. Um, but, what's today? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. By this time on Friday, we will be homeowners. Yeah, which is a pretty big deal. I know. I still That's am awesome. worried that like something might go wrong, but I think Whoa, the cat. Woo! Austin's, Austin's very excited. <laughs> We're excited too, bud. You're gonna have to pay. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> His eye patch just like dragged off the little table. <laughs> Sorry, oh. Phil. I'm gonna hit mute. Phil. I honestly, I honestly have done that so many times where I'm like connected to something and then I pick it up and walk away with it and I'm like, oh, oh nope. yeah. And I've I, done that and in I, quarantine because I'm hooked up to this microphone and I yank it. And I'm like, ow. Oh yeah, yeah. I I am not two years old, so yeah. That's true. <sighs> uh, those for our viewers, listeners at home. Austin, just to add to the visual for you, is wearing Paw Patrol headphones. So it's uh, these big red headphones that have ears on them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ashley's dog is at the vet right now. That's why she has Austin in the room with her. And, you know, that's tough. She's gone through some tough stuff. So, um, you know, she's pulling through, she's doing bad. her best. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I was just telling the viewers about your Paw Patrol headphones. Oh, <laughs> and now he looks like he has little ears. He's so cute. Mm. If you could just make it so we could see him for the... Thank you so much. I can scoot over. He's so cute. <laughs> I know. There's just so much joy. I like that he's like at his little job. Like we're here <laughs> yeah. on our laptop and, and he's on his laptop. Like, Sorry just guys, we gotta get, back to, gotta get back to Little Mermaid. Uh, <laughs> he changed it. Now he's, now he's watching Paw Patrol. Ugh. That's what nice. he jumped up to tell me. Ah, uh, that's yeah. it. Well, that makes sense. Uh, so homeowners, that's exciting. Yeah, we're really, really excited. Um, it's just, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot that mm. comes with going through that process and then moving in, moving in and all that, but it's a very welcome, welcome amount of work. Yeah. Because we mm. can't wait to have space and I know. live somewhere with a little bit of a yard and just any, and- any space, <laughs> rooms to yeah. get away from other rooms. Yeah. It's honestly, it's, it's, we're really, really excited. There's two floors, you know, we've been living in the, the apartment for a while, which is challenging if you ever want to watch television and your child is sleeping because you can't really do it anywhere. That's like, you can never watch anything at the volume you want to watch it. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's, we do like a little running commentary when we start to get too stressed or overwhelmed of like, what are you most excited for? And I'm like, well, Having a silverware drawer. Like, we don't have a silverware drawer in this apartment. It's, like, really annoying. Oh, my God. It's, you wouldn't mm. realize how annoying oh, yeah. that It's, like, is. one of those things that when you're looking at apartments, you're like, oh, we'll figure it out. And then you're like, yeah. I don't want to figure It's silverware. It's basic. It's, man, it's so weird. 
So, yeah. So we're really, really pumped. Um, I just need it to be official. And yeah. then I'll, like, actually celebrate. Yeah. Oh, we will That's celebrate. <laughs> so much celebrating. Yay. Zip car over to the suburbs. Wee. I'll come hang out. I'll just... Do I have a room? Yeah. Everyone has a room. There's a billion rooms. It's not that many rooms, but, like, it's a lot of rooms. Good. More That's than great. ours. Currently. I will be taking one. Thank you. Yes. Well, I now have extensive um, nannying skills, so I may be able to put those to work. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you can be our au pair, Jay. Yeah, I might have to be. Um, I, uh, I've i been taking care of... Not taking care of. I've been staying at my friend's house, and they have a uh, one-and-a-half-year-old baby, and she is my favorite person in the entire world. Like I'd never have bonded with a baby like this before in my life. And it is so wonderful. What do you guys talk about? Oh, you know, today we were watching this morning at, um, seven 15. We decided we were like, what should we watch today? And she had some thoughts. And then I was ultimately like, I think what you're trying to say is monsters Inc. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. So we watched like 45 minutes of monsters Inc. The other thing that I'm getting really good at being with the child is learning how to, Focus on things and only focus on them for like two minutes and then you never get to do them again. Like, oh. for instance, watching Monsters Inc. Like, you'll start watching <laughs> Monsters Inc. and you'll be like, this is going great. And then all of a sudden, like, no, it's not. And you have to completely change. And it's like, why is this going on? Oh, right. Breakfast. And then breakfast happens. And by the time breakfast is done, Monsters Inc. is a, just a distant memory. It's, yeah. It's a distant memory. It never happened. Right. So I'm freaked out in, with like 15 minutes left in the movie onward. And it's like a new Disney movie that came out recently, and I still haven't seen the end of it, and it like bothers me. I'm like, I need to know what happened. When I was hanging out with Austin, and we were watching, um, I think Into the Spider Verse or one of those things, mm. he was like, and he wanted to switch to a different movie, and I was like, No, I'm into this. <laughs> no. now. Right. And he was like, right. I want to switch it, and I was like, No. And you were like, Can you just switch it? And I was like, No, I started watching it. <laughs> That movie's so very good. rude, Austin. I'm in the middle of watching this film. I love that That's movie so happen. much. Spider Verse is great. It's so good. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe you know catching up on minutes 18 through 29 of Monsters Inc. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, sooner than later, we'll yeah. see what Poppy wants to do. But um, yeah, it's been really do cute. You call her She's Big just Poppy. Li- uh, we don't call her Big Poppy. Oh. We call her a lot of things. Um, but the most recent one is. Uh, Jamie has been, her mom has been calling her P-Tonks because we were watching an episode of Anthony Bourdain and they were playing P-Tonk, which is, um, bocce ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she decided she's going to call her 1.5 year old child. 1.5 year old. <laughs> You're supposed to say P-Tonks for P-Tonk. <laughs> and I was like, I'm good with that. That's great. It's a good nickname. So P-Tonks or P-tonks. Pop Star, Pop, Pop Tart. Big Poppy. Big Poppy. Big Poppy. Anyway. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, that's us. That's where we're at. Um, do we have any official Potter show business? I don't think so. Nope. The silence speaks volumes. Is golden. <laughs> uh, today on the podcast, we have actual sports stuff to talk about. The NBA has released their guidelines for the bubble. There's some interesting stuff in there. Um, we've got what's that, whatever's going on with baseball or not going on with baseball. The NWSL. Is coming back soon. There's some college football headlines. Mike Gundy wore a dumb T-shirt. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the NFL is acting like nothing's happening. So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, but first, 
Today's podcast is brought to you by one of our favorite companies, a a national, um, you know, a, a, a <laughs> it's like a statement piece. What is it? It's like a fi- not a figment. What's the word I'm thinking of? They're like a fixture of American yes. culture. Uh, that, of course, would be AT and T, which a lot of people don't know stands for um, Aboriginal uh, Truth <laughs> and Trusting. And so, Ashley, how would you like me to tell the people about AT and T? Can you tell us about AT and T? What does that stand for? It stands for Absolute Tourniquets and Toe Jam. <laughs> Yuck! <laughs> Gross. Uh, you know their slogan. Absolutely. <laughs> um, in honor of your mother, Cami, demanding a retraction on never buying you a Lisa Frank folder. Aha! So, a little background. My mother texted me. <laughs> Yesterday, I've, two days ago, a week ago, Time. I don't know, uh, with a picture of a Lisa Frank folder because she has been going through all of my old garbage since I asked her, which actually now they think about it, I think my beanie babies are downstairs. I should go check. Um, but she's been going through all my old garbage and she took a picture of a Lisa Frank folder and she said, clearly I caved at least once or something like that. And then I said, haha. And she said, I demand a retraction. <laughs> so, uh, so first of all, wow. apologies to my mother. But second of all, apologies to American tracks and trucks. <laughs> tracks and trucks. Hey guys, I know there's a lot going on right now in the world, but I still think that we need to be honest about our childhoods, Catherine. <laughs> We're all shopping online. Uh, I saw AT&T started doing two very helpful things for those who want to buy a new phone or a device online. They're offering fast, no contact, free, no contact delivery, and curbside pickup so that online shopping is as simple and safe as possible, which I love. Also safe, Catherine, Kate, would be telling all your listeners that I'm a good mother because I am. <laughs> And just because you weren't cool doesn't mean I wasn't a good mother. Say the words. <laughs> Say I was a good – this is a natural phone call. I'm probably going to have with <laughs> AT&T, on top of that, they have a flexible return policy so you can shop at ease. Uh, you can go to att.com to learn how to shop online from the safety of your home 24-7. Subject to change. Restrictions apply. My peas are popping very aggressively today. Can you hear that? <laughs> I did Every that time, time I puh, it pops. I'm very it's annoyed. Going, sounds fine to me. It does? Yeah. Okay. I have it on, the setting is on the butt, so it's fine. It's AT&T, Classic. folks. Ooh, this just in. MLB's latest proposal includes 60 games, full prorated salary, expanded playoffs. Hmm. News. News. Should we start with I feel like I feel like with MLB, you really need to read the fine print to get a sense of what's yeah. actually You don't MLB. say. Very wise. You don't Very say. Uh, Jay, we're in the 20th minute. What's going on? 20th minute. Been a lot of chances, it looks like. I mean, I've only been able to just glance. But just now, Kyle Walker crossed it to the center of the box to nobody. Uh, when Sick. it was a very easy goal-scoring chance for Raheem Sterling. So, so nil-nil. No, no. That's was 20th all I was minute. looking for. Nil-nil. <laughs> Great. Um, so the NBA obviously is going to Orlando to do this bubble, and there's been a lot of um, a lot of talk about what the bubble's going to look like, how they're going to pull it off. There was a huge, like hundred something page document that has been obtained by ESPN, quote unquote, uh, and the Athletic, 
that like detail what's going on. Um, there's a lot in there. We're not going to cover all of it. Uh, main thing when a player tests positive, they're going to have a uh, like an, uh, an area or a resort part of the resort, one of the hotels where it's just for uh, like isolated, isolating the the people who have tested positive. And it's like they get retested to make sure there's no false positive. And then if that's confirmed, they have to begin treatment. And then they undergo a period of rest and recovery. And that goes for 14 days. And after that, there's like cardiovascular uh, testing and cardiac tests that they'll have to pass before they can return to basketball. Um, regularly throughout the, you know, time there, the players that aren't sick will still just be tested. Um, it's not des- It's not daily, most likely, but it'll be, you know, pretty often. Um, but they're, they're like the, not the super invasive ones, right? It's like a shallow the, nasal test as okay. opposed yeah, to a deep I think that, nasal I test. I think the, like the, the deep, um, swabs are a thing of the past. No, now. this they're one like said mo- that if you test positive, you have to then, I think if Do you test swab. positive and if you leave the resort, cause they're not mandated to stay there, but they, you know, pretty much are, um, then you have to get a swab, a deep swab. Ugh. Which sounds mm. like a reason for me to not ever, like, I'd be like, that's yeah. enough. I'll stay. <laughs> um, so the, 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 an interesting thing, there was not like a number set of like, if this many players test positive, we're just going to call it and cancel the season. Um, it's uh, the document says the occurrence of a smaller, otherwise expected number of COVID-19 cases will not require a decision to suspend or cancel the resumption of the season. So it sounds like they're assuming someone's going to get it. Because it says expected number. So there's got to be an expected number of people that are going to get it. Which I know Bomani has brought up a bunch when I've done HQ with him. Is like, we're really saying because these guys are in great shape and because they're mostly young that there's not going to be, that this isn't really a big deal. But we're forgetting that there's like long-term issues to your lungs and your respiratory system that could happen as a result of this disease. Like, we don't know enough about it to know, you know, what it does to your body long-term. And so... As a player, I mean, obviously, I'm in, like, a doom and gloom place right now in my life just from being stuck in here forever. But, like, reading this document, we'll get to the funny stuff that's in it. But I just kept thinking, like, that's not – I wouldn't want to do that. They're basically saying they know a couple of us are going to get it, and they're, like, okay with that. Right. And you never know how it's going to affect you and your body. I would be terrified. I mean, I don't – I don't know. It's hard for me to disassociate, like, my own – high risk nature like if i wasn't high risk if i would still be okay with it but like i I don't know the pressure of doing your job and satisfying fans and your teammates and all that but like being away from your family yeah like i don't i don't think i would do it i don't think i would well so the teams have there's two ways you can not go well there's three um number one is like if the team determines that you're at a high risk for severe illness then you're, you can be designated as a protected player, which means you don't have to go and you're not going to lose your salary. Um, and then there's an excused player, which is a panel of three medical experts review players' medical histories and then might determine that a player is high risk on their own. And then that player is excused and they don't lose money. Um, so do they do that when... Like, like do, does a player get the panel if the team doesn't... That was how I interpreted it. If the I team doesn't so. designate you high risk or protected, then you can go get like an outside opinion so. and they can be like, no, you are. 
And then opposite of that, if a team designates you as protected and you want to go for whatever reason, you can challenge that to the panel. Um, Okay. So, uh, if, but if you don't fall into either of those categories and you still don't want to go, then you lose a corresponding number of game checks. So like if a player makes $10 million a year, they'll lose a hundred, like about $108,000 per game missed for up to 14 games. But players with season ending injuries who aren't able to play, like, KD and Kyrie still get their full pay. So it's like they put a lot of thought into it, which, you know, bookmark that in your brain for when we talk about baseball because it's <laughs> not the same. Um, uh, the other thing they've put thought into is coaches because you think about how old a lot of coaches are. Um, a lot of them have been – they can be protected like the players, um, but they can also decide they don't want to. Like I can't imagine Pop being like, yeah, I won't go. I'll stay. You know, yeah. But we'll see. Um, they're keeping them at three different hotels. Ashley, you're our Disney expert, much like Jay is our Australia expert. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. Trying to find it. That is yeah. In the stock, so I remember them. Pretty okay. much have them I have it. So the top teams, <laughs> the top four seeds in each conference. So the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Raptors, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Celtics, and the Heat um, are staying at the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um. Is that a good? So Coronado Springs was a moderate resort, but I think in my head I was pronouncing it Grand Destino. I don't know if that's, that's probably it. I don't know. Um, I think is like brand spanking new. So I, I haven't seen it or been inside. Um, but if they're putting, if it's nicer than the Grand Floridian and the Yacht Club, then it's really nice. Yeah. So the next teams are the, uh, teams that are five through eight in each conference so pacers sixers nets magic rockets thunder mavs and grizz will be at the grand floridian and then the six current non-playoff teams the wizards the blazers the pelicans the spurs the kings and the suns are all staying at the yacht club i stayed at the yacht club right i think that's where we were for the super bowl it was not nice for the pro bowl here's not nice here was the number one thing about it no mini bar No mini bar. No mini bar. And no food of any kind. No like you had to order food to your room. And they, but they it sure. wasn't normal room service. It was like a weird menu. It was like a, a I don't know. The, obviously, the things that I think make a hotel room nice are different than it was spacious. It was big, but I was like, I don't need any of this space. I think what I learned about ho- Disney hotel rooms then, and Ashley, please correct me if I'm wrong. Please, Ashley, uh, was I'm begging you. was was that. They are really more like apartment style rooms geared for families rather than like a typical hotel room that we're used to. I is that think right? it is accurate to say Disney hotels are geared towards families. Well, but that's, yeah. I know that sounds stupid, but Thank it's you. important to note for this NBA situation because these guys are not going with their families. And so it's like, as a person who wasn't with my family going to the Pro Bowl to cover it, I went into my room and I was like, oh man, this doesn't have any of the stuff I would normally want to have in my room. Like it just wasn't a, it could have been half the size, but with, like, amenities that I needed as a person staying alone, an adult, on, like, a trip, mm-hmm. um, that, like, uh, then I would have been happier. Like, I there think was, like, a fridge in a kitchen, but there was no, like... There was nothing in it. No food. Sometimes they'll leave you, like, popcorn or something that you can, like, make. Or, like, there's a little market down here where you can buy stuff that you can... But I didn't have a microwave, I don't think. I just had, like, a kitchen... That like pots and pans. I was like, I don't need this. Well, I think it, there's a such a giant spread um, in Disney rooms of like 
sparse to literally everything you need. Because when people go, they want to save money in different places. Yeah. So like you may just want a huge space that can, you can sleep eight people inside, not yeah. necessarily comfortably, or you may want something where it's a kitchen so you're not spending any money on food so you're making all your own stuff. You'll go to, a, we did that before. You'll yeah. go to a grocery and look, store I'm not and saying make that, all makes, that makes perfect sense to me. For an NBA player, I'm just saying so that's not going to where match they're up going with to, their needs. Where they're going to put the NBA players is not going to be in those rooms. Oh, like nice there's here. there's Excuse different there's like room. club level rooms Sick. that have like a lounge with cool. like wine and beer that's for free every Neat. night at five o'clock oh. and all kinds of snacks. Yeah, but they probably no. don't have that because it's like a shared space. But I, so yeah, I know they I have say. lounges, but like I would guarantee that they're going to cater to these. But yeah, it's in here, but there, but a lot of it is like, especially for the first, when they first get there, they have to like solo quarantine. Yeah. They'll probably be in a suite. Like, but we were in what you would have considered a suite. We were? Like, yeah, because it was like, there's a living room and a kitchen and a bedroom and well, let's get into what life is going to be like. Uh, when everybody gets there, they have to self isolate in their hotel rooms for up to 48 hours until they have two negative COVID tests. Uh, to make sure that nobody in the bubble has the virus. I will just say, um, today, actually yesterday, I saw that Florida has reported their record high one-day increase of 2,783 new cases. Florida, the state that Orlando's in. And then today, the governor, Ron DeSantis, said that 260 workers at Orlando International Airport have tested positive for coronavirus after nearly 500 employees were tested. So that's more than half of the tests they distributed at the airport uh, have it, were positive tests. So this two-day quarantine when they first get there, the self-isolation, we may discover that a player has contracted that virus. They're all chartering flights, which was the first thing I looked at because uh, Dan recently had to book a flight somewhere, which none of us have had to do in a while, and realized that, like, there are no flights right now. Like, he can't get to where he needs to go without two stops, which is crazy. But he has to go to so many different airports. And so I was like, if that's how the players – I looked up from Milwaukee or from, like, Oklahoma City to Orlando, and it was, like, two stops each. Um, but they're chartering flights. But I still think that means that they land at the airport because I've seen the team planes at an airport. Like, I think they yeah. still get off like normal. Um, so that's, you know, an interesting, just a little quick note that Florida's cases are skyrocketing as we're flying all of our basketball uh, <clears throat> players there. But anyway, so they do that for 48 hours. And then, are you Okay. I, I took it off mute as he dropped the iPad on the floor. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's okay. He's like, he's just pointing at it. He's like, fix it. <laughs> Sorry, one second. Okay. Oh, God. I'm just going to keep running through this doc. You don't have to. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're not allowed to go into each other's rooms. Um, and then through July 21st, players can't socialize with players staying at other hotels. So then they can, like, mix with each hotel every team has its own chef and food room which is like a, a kitchen um, that's a, yeah that's that's not open, an elegant term for it open up to 24 <laughs> hours a day it's like yes of course it's up to 24 hours a day it can't be more than that uh so it's open up to 24 hours a day but they can't eat with other players outside they're also able to order room service using an app which i think every hotel should allow that would be the best um, then eventually teams can have meals at restaurants on the campus that will be closed down to accommodate them. They might even be able to order from select local restaurants. Everybody on campus has to use the magic band, which I found out the internet is fucking 
passionate about. Because I got mine when I checked in at like midnight and it was just the gray one. And everyone was like, that's the magic band you chose? I'm like, I don't know. I had a choice. Hmm. But they're basically going to use that for like coronavirus testing and medical screenings and stuff. If it's green, then they're good and they don't need a test. But if it's, I don't know how that works, but I read it somewhere. That's wild. Yeah. And then at each hotel, there's going to be a player's lounge. This is kind of what you were saying, Ashley, with video games, card tables, ping pong, and other recreational activities. But important to note, no doubles in ping pong. <laughs> but you can what? guard a guy on a basketball court. I was just going to yeah, say, right. that makes no sense. Yeah. You can, you can post up, but no doubles. And for card games, new packs of cards will be used for each session. That feels... And I saw Zach Lowe tweeted... NBA protocols concede maintaining six feet of distance during card games may not be practicable and require anyone playing cards indoors to wear masks. Okay. But if yeah. you play outside, then you're fine. I don't know. I don't know. Um, people on campus will be able to use pools, trails, and golf courses. Um, the amount of people who can travel from each team will evolve over time. Um, they start with 37 people, which is up to 17 players and then support staff like coaches, trainers, strength coaches. They're going to like share. They're encouraged to bring a mental health professional. They can share them. They can use telehealth. Um, as teams advance now, in the playoffs and they can add guests. What's up, Jay? Isn't, I mean, is, didn't they open or are they reopening Magic Kingdom? Ashley, Disney expert. Uh, I actually don't know. I saw I they were that like, I s- they were like slow roll opening parts of the park. And I so I am imagining that like the hotel rooms, they are the hotels that they're staying in, they're closing entirely to just the NBA players. I guess but so. Who would know? I'm going to Google it. Because that's, that's the wild part to me is just thinking about like, if you're sitting outside and you're LeBron James and you're playing cards, like, and Disney is open, like, you're not going to be able to avoid 100,000 people coming up to you. I mean, they'd have to. They've got to. Uh, Looking at how much much thought they've put into this, they've got to. It's got to be closed off. It can't be an issue. Um, There was... I saw something about a snitch hotline. That's my favorite part of this. An anonymous hotline where you can, like, report (laughs) violations or players can report other players for violating. I'm like, what? who would do that? I I feel like... It would be a sneaky move to. That would you be Isaiah Thomas. For, like, and Michael like, Jordan would just like, come get him. Michael Jordan would totally do that. But think about you think Michael like, Jordan would snitch? Yes, no, Michael Jordan. Somebody would. would snitch on Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan would end their life. It would just be. If you test positive, you have to isolate for a certain number of days and like get negative tests, two negative tests before you can leave. So even if something happened and you got isolated erroneously, you're still in there for like two days. If that happens during the playoffs to LeBron, like that could be a game changer for your team, for the way the playoffs go. So it's like self snitch line to me. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, the other creepy thing, not to be Kyrie conspiracy theorist here, but hmm. there was a thing that was like, if you're confirmed, if you have a positive test, the NBA will use video technology to contact trace. And I'm like, that sounds to me like surveillance footage to check and see who you've come into contact with in the last however many also, days. Also, wouldn't it just be anyone in the bubble? Like, it's a yeah. bubble. Right. It, like, right. It, 
I think it's within six feet. They also have this idea of you can voluntarily wear these like beepers, essentially, that when you get within six feet of somebody else for longer than five seconds, they beep. That's so annoying. nice. Voluntary so it's like the opposite of what people used to use beavers for. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, voluntary for players and refs, but I think it's mandatory for like staff. It wow. I, it doesn't make sense if it's not mandatory for everybody, then it's useless. Did it say in this report whether or not um, the staff is going to be coming in and out of the bubble? Because this seems like no, all it's, of this is it's, like you show up with thirty-seven people and then you can add more. Um, and probably I mean the hotel hotel staff. Hotel, you, no, I mean the hotel staff. Like I know oh, that the, was so the hotel that, staff is allowed to leave, but they right. are they have to wear masks and they're not allowed to con- be come into contact with the players and blah 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 was what I saw. I've read three different things right. on it, so I don't know where I saw it, but it was basically like the hotel staff is not quarantining. But they're supposed to like come in. And I think it's like they only get their rooms cleaned once a week. Right. Um what they a don't crazy time. <laughs> I know. It's none of it makes any sense to me. There's three well, different arenas, no fans, but there are people in the stands because listen to this, a limited number of players can attend games they're not playing in, and there will be limited media, team executives, league and union personnel, and even some sponsors allowed in. What? What? Unless up? they're in like the upper deck of the stadium, how? How and does like, that make why? any sense? Why do you want to be there? You unless I mean the sponsors have to quarantine, right? I think. Otherwise, your so. bubble is ruined. If as soon as you start making exceptions to people who come into the bubble, the bubble is no longer a bubble; it has popped. I mean, if they if they sit far enough back away from the court. And there's only like five of them, and they're all spread out. But it just feels to me like, why? I don't. That's I don't like saying, know. well, if I let a tiger into the stadium, if I chain him up and I keep him pretty far away, it's like, why even mean it's, it's probably it money. Have to be there. It's probably like if you're getting six billion dollars to let the tiger in, figure out a way to make it work. That's true. It's an expensive tiger. It's, it's always an expensive. Well, tiger. Tigers are pricey. You never yeah, come you cheap. Watch Tiger King. I do. Um. What actually? My takeaway was like that's actually not that expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The, tiger, the takeaway was like, wait, tigers are only this much money. Um, <laughs> Cheaper than French bulldog? That's wild. Really? Um, yeah, nobody will be stopped from leaving, but if somebody leaves without approval and then they want to come back, they have to quarantine for ten days and undergo deep nasal testing, Ooh. other than shallow nasal testing. Um, they're excused absences for family emergencies. Guests can start coming after the first round of the playoffs. Each of the eight remaining teams will be allowed to reserve between 15 and 17 hotel rooms for player guests, which to me seems backwards. Because, you know, mm-hmm. zero dark playoffs or whatever fucking LeBron calls it when he doesn't <laughs> he goes into the playoffs and he, he turns doesn't everything Doesn't talk off. to anybody? Yeah, you'd be yeah. like, I could quarantine for the playoffs, but for the regular season, you'd want people to be there. But I guess, you know, they figured that out. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it's it. wild. Uh, no drug testing for recreational drugs, but players have been advised by the league that marijuana is illegal in Florida and it's banned at Disney World, which made me want to say, fuck you, you're no longer the happiest place on earth. <laughs> you don't get to say you're the happiest place on earth and then ban weed. They don't even have alcohol in like every park. I know. Actually, I think they just, they just started putting some in Magic. Oh my God, Andrea and I, Andrea and I had to walk like, 50 minutes one time to find a beer. Yeah. I was like, what? It's happy in a different kind of way, I guess. People really forget that it's made (laughs) for kids. And so, (laughs) my own basketball players being there 
might not be as great as one would think. I just think this is all, and not to be, again, doom and gloom, but I have a feeling that the cases in Florida are going to keep going up. And in even like three weeks, we might be reconsidering this whole proposition. Mm-hmm. Because, important to note, I've seen a lot of people saying something about a second wave. We're still in the first wave. Yeah. This is oh, yeah. wave numero uno. We didn't let it pass. We wanted to get back out there. So we reopened states early. And the wave is still... We're riding it. We're riding the top of the wave. Uh, second wave is going to have a potentially mutated virus, which means it's going to bring on all these new challenges. We're not even there yet. This is wave number one. Well, there is no second wave if you read uh, the Wall Street Journal article. That's right. By, by, uh, uh, by Mike Pence. By coronavirus. Being like, hey, guys, chill. It's fine. I don't need I'm only coming once. I'm never coming back, I promise. Oh, God. Sick. Oh, dear. Um, so that's the NBA. And best of luck to them with that. So I think the takeaway is that, but they it looks like they actually tried. Mm-hmm. And they put a lot of thought that, into that's, it. Yeah, that's the thing. If you take away, if you look at that and you're like, wow, there's still holes here. Mm-hmm. At least you can see that they were like, we thought about what happens when someone gets infected. We thought about how many players can come. What happens if a player doesn't want to come? Uh, we didn't talk about this and it's not in there, but, uh, Kyrie was, got a lot of shit on the internet the other day because he, um, gave players a voice for, Hey, if you feel like coming back is actually a bad idea given that, you know, we're making progress on uh, social justice for black Americans because of all these protests and and there's no sports to distract us. And if you think us coming back is going to distract people, let's have that conversation. And I saw a lot of people attacking Kyrie, who I have attacked in the past because he's said some wild boy shit, like that the earth is flat. <laughs> um, but this was with his role in the Players Association. This was the right thing to do to let players know because somebody said, like, if you're in a group chat with LeBron and LeBron's like, everybody cool with coming back? No one's going to be like, yeah, I don't I have some issues. You need somebody to advocate for you to tell you it's OK to bring that idea up. I've seen it in regular life, like in my life on a conference call when everybody wants to ask a question. and You got to wait for, like, somebody above you to ask it so that you're like, oh, thank God. Now I don't have to ask that question. So, like, Kyrie was just trying to do that and got a lot of shit for it. Um, some real dumb tweets from some dudes in sports media. Um, but that. anyway, yeah, I know. Well, I miss those real dumb tweets, you know? Right. It's nice to have them back. But like, none of that is addressed in here, which is a very real problem and something that a discussion I assume we will continue to have. That all being said, baseball, <laughs> in comparison to the NBA, makes the NBA look like they have absolutely crushed this and it's perfect because baseball I mean, baseball, it wasn't that long ago that we were like, baseball, I think they were the first ones to bring up the idea of a bubble. I think Arizona bubble was yeah, first. Yeah, Arizona bubble. Yeah, we thought baseball was going to be the first port back. Yeah. I oh, love this, also this that they the chose, <laughs> I love that they also chose the two states that are experiencing the highest spikes in coronavirus. <laughs> well, right I think now. it, I don't think it's an accident because I think that Florida and Arizona be- were the states that were like, we don't, it's right. not affecting us. We'll be fine. Right. Right, right, right. Um, and now it's like, it was oh, the ones that were, it's actually that gonna weren't be closing. Better. Yeah, it's going to be better in New York by the time you guys get there. Uh, right. But whatever. Um, yes, yeah, so that was April. In April, we were talking about the Arizona bubble, April 7th. Basically, I mean, it's so hard <laughs> to sum up other than just like the league is afraid to lose money. The owners are afraid to lose any money. 
And people just willingly accept that, like, the owner shouldn't lose any money. When owning a sports team, that's a risk. Is that you'll lose money. And now there's just this, like, inability for any... No owners, like, you know what? We need baseball. Like, let's just do it. Even if it Mm. costs us money. They're only looking at their bottom line. And, like, the players are the ones, we've always said this, who are going to get the blowback from that. Because people would be like, they're being too selfish, asking for all the money that the teams literally owe them. Um, And asking for the players to play for less money would have collective bargaining agreement ramifications that just don't make sense for the players to do that. Like, these teams, these owners, like, this is this is the business you got into. This is an unprecedented thing that's happening, but it is happening. And you can't just be like, well, we can't. Also, fun fact, like, every business owner right now is losing Right. (laughs) Except Amazon and, like, hand sanitizers. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like you got to, you got to, if you guys love baseball so much. But anyway, Rob Manfred went from saying that he was 100% sure that we were going to have a season to then, what, five days later on that special on ESPN, uh, said that he can't promise that we're going to have a season this year. So it looks like baseball is uh, is not going to happen. I don't know. For me, as soon as I hear a commissioner say, like, I can't guarantee it's going to happen, I'm like, that's him setting us up. It's not happening. Right. But then there was news today, Jay, you said? Yeah, I mean, I saw a tweet um, from John Hammond, the MLB Network Insider, that said that they are closing on an agreement to play the 2020 season via the players, which was made me a little bit more optimistic for it because most of the updates have been hey, from MLB. Look up. Oh, ho, ho, ho. While I'm giving the MLB update, Raheem Sterling seems to have scored the very first goal for Manchester City. Sterling. Can't you say many it funnier? Months. Sterling. Can I say it funnier? Yeah. Can't you like in a British funnier? accent? Yeah. Uh, Raheem Sterling. Oh, gorgeous. Top, top. Yes, that was beautiful. Okay, okay cool. cool. Uh, anyway, we did it. Um, yeah, so the deal is expected to be for prorated pay and include expanded playoffs, which, um, I, every time I get, I'm an idiot, but every time I know. get a baseball deal, a baseball update, I'm like, didn't we do that one already? I'm confused. That's, yeah, that, the prorated pay and expanded playoff, I think is what they wanted last time. Gosh, that goal was beautiful. Um, it was fun. And, uh, I, I love that it's Raheem too. And but so the, anyhow. The players were tweeting, um, like, the players were tweeting, tell us where and when. I don't know if you saw, like, a bunch of players, like, quote, tweeting each other, like, where and when, where and when, just to emphasize that, like, they're ready to go. They yeah, want right. to play. But, it like, right. it's up to the league to decide. And I just don't have – I just don't have faith. Yeah, I mean, and this – and I don't know, maybe they have their ducks in a row, although I would – at this point, I highly doubt it. But, like, this conversation is – you know, like months before the conversation uh, that the NBA had to set up the rules for the bubble. Mm -hmm. Like now, if they finally are like, okay, we're going to play, then they need to do the like, all right, let's agree on all the terms for what it's going to look like. And we're not even close to that yet because they can't agree that they're going to pay people adequately enough. Yeah. So I remember in the deal that the players, the first round, you know, not the first deal, because there was an agreement on the first deal, which then the league went back and said, well, that was assuming that player, that fans were going to be in attendance. It's like, why? Why did you ever make a deal assuming fans would be in attendance? (laughs) So they came back with that 50 50 revenue share split deal and the players were like, we're not doing that. No. Um, I remember around then the news being like, and none of this even touches on health and safety. Like, we're not even on health yeah. and safety yet. We're just talking about, like, payment for games right. and how much the players will be paid and, like, 
who's going to lose money and how much money each person will lose. And it was like, God, that's the thing that's taking so long in every other league is health and safety. And they're not even there yet. And the other thing you have to remember is that baseball rosters are like three to four times larger than NBA rosters. And older. Because their support staff, older, uh, and like all of those staffs are increase in size because there are so many more people on the team. Yeah. So it's like, if we're like looking at the basketball one and being like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yikes. It's, uh, it's scary. And I think we should prepare for not having baseball this year. Unfortunately. Um, man, I didn't watch Long Gone Summer yet, but did you guys? I actually did watch it. You did? Yeah. Congrats on finding the time. Well, thank you. I couldn't sleep and Steve had it on. And so I watched it. Was it good? Uh, Tell us more. It was. It's interesting because I I didn't really start watching baseball until later. So I have very vague recollection of that time. I remember rooting for Sammy Sosa to be the one to break the record. I was definitely on Team Sosa in that scenario. Um, And I was curious to watch it and then learn about the PED use because – that all came later and I had no idea about it at the time or even kind of like in when that was all coming out in the early two thousands, I was very detached from like cable. I like didn't have cable in college Mm. and high school. So like I missed a lot as we joke about a lot whenever we talk about trivia, I missed a large chunk of like pop culture culture. and I was like excited to learn about it. And it was like, Oh no, they're not going to, they're not going to talk about it. They're just going to show. They didn't talk about it all. That was the whole thing. It was just, they kind of glossed over it at the end. And it was, it was like, Oh, okay. Not what I thought I was getting, but it was, you know, it was interesting as somebody who Steve um, was saying, I think he's a couple years older than me he really like lived it and was invested in it. So it was more a nostalgia thing for him. Like, Oh, I remember that moment. I remember that moment. And for me, it was a little more like eye opening how big of a deal it was nationally. Yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. if it resonated at all, like it must've been kind of big no, for me. Big personally. It was like an obsession. Like, we were just like every day. Like, oh, what are the numbers at? Where were we at? Yeah. I'm embarrassed to admit I haven't seen it yet. Um, especially because I was, well, I mean, it was a big part of my life. I was asked. I was at the sixty, the Maguire's sixty fourth home run game. I think it was the one I was at. A true fan would have watched it. So, Um, I'll get there. But what I did see, Monsters Inc. Okay. Well, do you tell that to Poppy? She's very. I think Poppy would love this. I think she would love a Uh, good old home run battle. Yeah, she might. And anyway, um, call her. I did see. I did see (laughs) that they were using B roll footage, like from this month. Of St. Louis and Chicago instead of using like B-roll footage from that, those years. And so like there were like storefronts in St. Louis that had like Black Lives Matter signs in them. And people were like, Wait, Sarah you Spain, didn't I think, watch pointed it, but out. You saw the B-roll footage? Well, Sarah Spain pointed out on Twitter and she I was like, that. and she was like, what is the deal with this B-roll? <laughs> like, so weird. <laughs> like probably like empty mean, city might as well take advantage, grab some B-roll. Right. Right. Exactly. Anyway, um, I'm going to watch it. and But it's a bummer that they didn't talk about the PEDs because that's obviously... Like they, the- they touched on it, but it was not... Um, I mean, that's kind of what the experience of living it was. was like you kind of didn't know, but then like... It's funny because I, I remember it wrong, you know? I remember it like they were like they were intertwined when really it's right. like, no, it happened mm. and then you learned about it. So yeah. it wasn't at the same right. time. 
Um, and then two years later, the year later, Barry Bonds came and hit even more home runs. And it was just like, yeah, it was a fun ex- exercise to like go Google home run record because it was like, wait, where, I don't even remember. Like to put it in context. Yeah. Because they yeah. both, yeah. they both broke it. And then I think they both broke it again the next year. And then Barry Bonds came and just smashed everything. Mm. Yeah. And I couldn't remember. Like, I know Barry Bonds has the asterisk, but like. Does McGuire yeah. and so, like where do we For like, sure. land on that? And, like, who actually admitted it? And like McGuire did, but like Sosa never did, and Sosa just like Man, no, it's like it was. Was just Sammy Sosa current day? Sammy Sosa in it? Yeah, Olive. And I guess he's never been Dark. back to uh, Wrigley Field. Like I, I didn't even I didn't know half of this. Like had like a falling out. Oh the yeah, they had drama. And, like, yeah, there was all kind like it was fascinating. Interesting. Well. Yeah. Long Gone Summer on ESPN. Go watch it. Because Jay hasn't. <laughs> Neither have I. Correct. Um, all right, more news in a second, but today's podcast is also brought to you by State Farm. And guys, as we all know, there's nothing realer than someone you can rely on, whether you're relying on them to make the shot in the clutch or be there when you need it most. You know, like who are the most reliable shooters? Thinking NBA-wise, maybe Dirk. That's of recent memory. You know, seven feet tall, tough to guard textbook form jerry west historically that's yeah. your that's mr clutch the nba logo he was efficient never forced an attempt he couldn't make there's larry bird reggie miller who's probably the best shooter to ever play steve nash did you know if you add up his field goal three point and free throw percentages his combined shooting rating is the highest ever did you know that wow i did steve nash no. also he plays soccer so mm. that's got to make him Gosh. the most reliable shooter he can shoot in different ways. He is good at soccer. Someone you can trust to come in clutch makes all the difference on or off the court. With State Farm, oh, also Jordan probably, right? Cool. Uh, with State Farm, clutch, you get a team yeah. that you can rely on. You get the real deal. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, Ashley, where is State Farm? There. Right they're there. They're right there. They're there. And you're they're a rude there. neighbor if you don't talk to them because they're right there. So go talk That's, to State Farm. Maintain social distance. Six right. feet. You, but wear talk wear a mask. Them. Just talk loud. Just go to the website. What? Okay. Um, college football stuff's popping off. <laughs> Don't know if you saw this drama. Uh, Mike Gundy wore an OAN t-shirt, um, which is the uh, One American News Network, which you may have at some point stumbled across uh, mm. while scrolling through cable, especially in quarantine when there's nothing on. I found myself in those really high channels being like, what is all this? Um and saw one American News Network once and was like, is this a sketch? Am I watching a sketch? <laughs> um, oh, I think you showed me that. You showed me a clip no, of No, that was Chasing News with Bill Spadia. That is oh, very different, but also Sorry. a sketch. Um, <laughs> no, so uh it's just like, and look, it's nothing against people who believe in things I don't believe in. But it's uh it's just like calling itself news is a, is blatantly and immediately hilarious. When you watch it, if you're, if you're at all consuming media, if you consume any media and you have any media literacy, you watch that network and you're like, this is clearly, it has one goal. It is very one-sided. Uh, it's very much opinion disguised as news, but barely. Uh, that being said, Mike Gundy wore an OAN t-shirt. Um, and uh, one issue that OAN has recently had an opinion on that is relevant to the current moment is that it said that black lives matter is a farce. 
um, which somebody said on Twitter. And then the girl who said it came out and was like, no, I said the movement was a farce. And it's like, that's what, that's what you're being <laughs> accused of saying. What do you mean? What do you think you're anyway? Um, uh, and so the, uh, one of the players, uh, at Oklahoma said, uh, is, I think it's Chuba Hubbard, right? I think it rhymes with tuba, but I haven't heard anybody say it out loud. So I'm just guessing. Um, he basically tweeted like this. I'm not putting up with this. Like this is unacceptable for this coach to be out here representing this. First of all, super weird to own a news network t-shirt. Yes. Like, yes. let's just state that right off the top. I know. I don't even have an ESPN t-shirt. If it's a certain, if, but like, <laughs> even that is like the first letter of ESPN stands for entertainment. It is a network that just basically tells people you like sports, but like, I love news. Like, imagine somebody in, like, a Reuters shirt. Like, it just would be weird. You're just, what are you, passionate about info? I don't really understand. And so even just the fact that they sell T-shirts to people who don't work there that aren't, like, staff T-shirts should be a pretty good sign that it's um it's for people to be a fan of. It's, like, which news should not be. News should just be, like, information. Anyway, um, so he came out and said he didn't uh, appreciate that, yada, yada. Of course, one side of things argued that, like, it's a t-shirt. To which I'm like, yeah, it's a t-shirt, which is representative of, if you like something enough to wear its t-shirt, then, uh, whatever. A couple months ago, or like, when the quarantine was all starting, and, uh, and, uh, Gundy was talking about coronavirus, he brought up OAN while giving his statement, like, during a press conference, unprovoked, brought it up and said, like, it was so refreshing. It was, um, there was no opinion. It was just straight up news. They just reported the news. There was no bias. And I just found it so refreshing. Uh, which is just like, you're either lying, right? You're either lying or, and I don't want to call them stupid. (laughs) But if you can't discern the difference, if your read of that network is that it's pure news, um, that's like a cognitive issue with your reasoning that would be concerning for a leader or a coach or any type of a manager of young people. Not just mm-hmm. because of what uh, side of the argument you align with, but even if you looked at like, if there was like a, there might be, I don't know, a super left version of like, of OAN to look at that and say the same thing. I would say the same thing is like, if you don't have the ability to notice what that is, and you don't have the like the reasoning and the mental processes to be like, I recognize that this is skewed and slanted. That would be very concerning for any coach for me. I think that's fair. That was a very that was a very nice way of putting it. Thank you. I would have been a little more. Forthright. I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> so, man, he dumb. It's just like <laughs> it's frustrating. But so then they had uh, they had Gundy and Chuba go uh, give a statement. And it was, you should look it up. Go look it up. It is the most uncomfortable thing where guns, they're standing next to each other, but like socially distant, I guess, but without masks. Gundy says like, oh, I saw the bulb. He says a lot of words. None of them are sorry. And then he like points at Chuba, like a, like your turn, go. And then he, he apologizes. I'm like, sorry that I tweeted that. I'm sorry. I didn't do it right. I should have come straight to the coach. Basically apologizes while the coach just stares at him. Um, and they got torn apart on the internet where everybody was like, the wrong person apologized here. This is not right. 
So then Gundy came back out the next day and released a video in which he reads prompter very sternly, looking down barrel, saying that he's sorry, and that when he found out what the network thinks about Black Lives Matter, that's unacceptable, and that Black Lives Matter to him. And so he understands now what his players were... It's such bullshit. It's like if you genuinely just found out what that network thinks about Black Lives Matter, and I don't believe you, but if you did, you wouldn't need to type a statement and read it, or have somebody else type a statement so that you can read it. You'd be like, I am so sorry. I I only liked it because of this specific thing, or I like this show. You would point to specifics that you like that would disprove this thing people think about the network, but he's not doing that. He's just like, I'm sorry. Once I found out, I found that unacceptable. Like, okay. Right. And it's this thing that people are doing now where we're letting them, like I heard Stephen A. Smith, he was, and despite your opinions, whatever your opinions are on Stephen A. Smith, he was talking about how like, I like knowing what somebody is. I like knowing if you're going to be the guy who believes in that, if you're going to be a racist, it's, it's almost comforting to me to know that that's what you are. What I don't like is when we incentivize people to hide that. So instead of, like, asking, and he wasn't calling, he didn't specifically say Gundy was racist. I don't want that to get skewed. But, like, if we're telling people that, like, you can save your ass by pretending you don't feel that way anymore, and all you got to do is read the statement and look down barrel and deliver this to the camera, and then everybody will get over it, that's the real issue. Is because it's like, we're not fixing the the heart of the problem, which is, like, right. why did he feel that way and support that and... Why did somebody have to tell him that wasn't okay? Hmm. We're just saying, like, all you have to do is just be like, I'm sorry about the T-shirt. Throw the T-shirt away. Or only wear it to, like, family functions. But don't wear it when you're going to be on camera. Like, that's not fixing the problem. It's hiding it. And I thought that was really interesting. Of like, yeah, we don't really ever fix the problem. That's actually the problem. We're just, like, give an apology. I think we're, like, the tides are shifting. The Internet's starting to be like, nah, fuck that. That's not the apology. Try again. <laughs> right. I think I'm into that. Yeah. I was I was very into this whole exchange at the beginning when I thought it was demonstrating more power for players. We're like, yes, now the players have this voice. They have a platform where they can share their views. They're not as afraid. They're getting this public support for expressing their opinion. And then the first apology video came out and you're like, oh no. They <laughs> like, it was immediately clear that they were like, okay, we're going to come on camera and now you're going to say this yeah. so that, and it was just like, damn it. I thought we were kind of moving towards that. And I think, I, I think, you know, the Gundy having to come back and doing another one is like great, fine, but it's still just, I don't know, was to me, indicative of like putting players like back in their place like, yeah that's what that, you're right run. that first video felt very much like get back in your place yeah like it, the, his energy you hit the nail on that that's what about it made me uncomfortable was it just felt like the coach being like hey coach here speak and speak yeah. and say the thing i said to say like mm-hmm. and the the tweet originally was like i don't want to be associated with this program until this gets fixed yep. which was like powerful a powerful thing for a, an athlete a college athlete to say uh, and then that was just like neutered him immediately. It was like, oh, okay, so I can't. I don't have power. It's yeah, a bummer. It was. It was a bummer. That's the right way to say it. But 
but you know, I think we can all just agree that one American news network is the is straight down the it's right down the middle, <laughs> fair and balanced. There's the, one of the guys on it has a show, and his slogan is "Even when I'm wrong, I'm right." And it's like, yo, that is a uh, wow. That is clearly not balanced. He's like, even when I'm wrong, I'm on the right. I'm I'm a right conservative. I'm that doesn't you shouldn't brag. Okay. Wild. Uh, I recommend that everybody watch the John Oliver what a time. thing on them because what a what a time yeah, that... we live in. Let's talk about NWSL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Challenge it. Cup is starting on June twenty seventh, which makes this the first league in America that's coming back. Correct. Oh, nice. It does. Yeah. So June twenty seventh, yeah. a one month tournament. The the Challenge Cup. It's going to be in Utah. Uh, every team in the tournament will play, all the games are going to be, it's two games per day and there's nine match days and the games are either at 10.30 a.m. local time or 8 p.m. local time, which is, you know, whatever, a little weird, but whatever. Um, the games will be on CBS, CBS All Access or Twitch. So the first game and the final will be on CBS, which is the first, that first game will be the first time that a professional women's club soccer game will be seen live on a national broadcast network in the U.S. That's amazing. So That's shout awesome. out for that. That game will be, what is it, North Carolina Courage versus Portland Thorns at 10.30 a.m., so 12.30 Eastern time on CBS. That's exciting. We'll all be watching that. Some of us oh, yeah. will be wearing our jerseys. That is a really cool jersey. Thank you very much. Yeah, Shout out to the birds so for sending it. It has roses on it. Jerseys. The orange jersey is so sick. It's so great. I uh, keep trying to buy a rain, a rain jersey, and their store has a password right now because I want to get a Rapino jersey. And I think they're like refreshing their store so that people can buy jerseys in time for the oh. the tournament to start. But I just like today, I was just on there and I was like trying to buy a Rapino jersey, so I kept just like guessing passwords. <laughs> like <laughs> Rapino, like. Oh, well, rain, like rain 2020. Did they didn't work? So anyway. Did you try well, password I'll, one, two, three, four? <laughs> no, but I will try, try that. Try password one, two, three, four. I'll try that and I will report back. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, it's, you know, eight teams are going to make it into the knockout round. Uh, the nine teams got drawn randomly into nine slots for the, each team's four game schedule for the prelim round. So each team plays four games and then the top eight. One doesn't make it. Round. Yeah. Just one gets. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. That would suck hard. Um, but the, you can look up the schedule. They just released it finally. Um, we're not just going to like read it on here, but that's exciting and that's coming and get pumped because that'll be fun. Pumped. That'll be very fun. Rapino's not playing, right? Um, I don't think so. I thought I saw she wasn't going to play. Uh, all right. We'll have more info on that as it comes up, but sports, thank God. Sports are almost back. Speaking of sports, uh, the NFL, does it feel to anybody else like the NFL is just like, ho-hum, it doesn't affect us? Sure does. Yeah. There hasn't been the NFL a- has big Florida energy. <laughs> they just really think, like, this will all be cleared up by September, when it's like, even if it is, it might be second wave time. Like, what? it's not going to be cleared up by September. And it's also going to be, a lot of these leagues are being told, like, make sure you wrap your shit up as early in October as you can, because it's going to start to get cold. And, like, mm-hmm. the NFL should be worried about how cold it is for the majority I mean, of their season. I'm hearing nothing about it. Maybe there's a chance they're having conversations 
I mean, I can't even say it with a straight like the face. the best case, like the, the <laughs> most you can give them is like, maybe they're talking about it and not telling us. But it really just feels like they're like, nah, you guys had to worry about this. Our season's going to be unaffected. We're good. I'm getting emails about like um, fantasy football draft prep stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't have to read this. This isn't happening. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. All the... It, it's like, Brandon Brooks, like, tears his ACL, might miss 2020 season. I'm like, what 2020 season? Yeah. Right. Like, it's, like, it's actually going to be perfect because it's not going to start until next like, April. Maybe it does happen, but I just can't. Uh, maybe I'm an idiot, but everything I'm seeing, where everyone's like, how do you feel about this picture of Tom Brady in a Bucks jersey? I'm like, he'll look great wearing it at his house. He's not going to play. There's no, like, this is like when you procrastinate forever on, did you score again? Okay, cool. Jay's dancing. It's like when you procrastinate forever on like a research project and then you're like trying to bang it out in the last two days and you, one of your other friends gets assigned a research project and you're like, man, if I could switch places with you, I would. You don't realize you have so much time. You have so much time to work and figure it out. Like that, to me is like major league baseball looking at the nfl like, you don't realize right now is when you should be figuring this out because yeah. you're gonna get to a point where it's too late and you're gonna start like losing money or like losing players and like you gotta figure it out now and the nfl's like chill out we've got plenty of time to do this research project and come, come september it's gonna be like nope yeah we we should have probably planned yeah sick also, just uh, speak, speaking of sick, yeah, uh, I hope Zeke feels better soon. And he was like, he seemed pretty. So Zeke was one of there were a couple players that just tested positive. Um, I think it was two on the Cowboys and four Texans players. Um, and the his name specifically was released, and he was like, he tweeted HIPAA question mark question mark like <laughs> because you're not supposed to be able to release private medical information and. He had said that, like, a ton of media was calling his agent for confirmation. Like, his agent wasn't the one who broke it. Hmm. Like, a bunch of the media knew about it and called. And he was like, how is that? Well, the HIPAA only applies if your doctor tells somebody. It doesn't apply to, like, if I tell you I have it and you tell a... a, I was going to say Right. And you tell a reporter. So he doesn't know who said it, though. Yeah. Like... Because people are like, oh, your agent confirmed it. And he's like, well, the media was calling the agent before the agent said anything. It's probably the team. It's probably, you know, Jerry Jones or something. I mean, not – it wouldn't literally be Jerry Jones, but somebody within the team. Because he probably notified the team and then the mm-hmm. team let people know. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why it would benefit them. But I imagine it's just one of those things where if you hear that he's – it's a big name, so it just gets out there. But well, are like, they back – are they in, aren't they in preliminary training now or is that has that not started yet? Oh, that's a good question because I remember seeing Tampa. Do I it. know the I know the Eagles are. I don't know. Yeah, what other teams are doing? Um, yeah, I don't know if the Cowboys had started yet or not. But obviously, what we do know is that Texas is a uh, another fun hotspot hot yeah. for the old coronavirus. <laughs> Sick. Uh, and people are just eating in restaurants. Ooh, just ooh, eating in restaurants. Life. Ooh, ooh. Just Man, throwing. I keep seeing these headlines that are like, woman and 15 friends all come down with it. Oh, yeah. Did you see the like, photo? Wait, that, yeah, that, I that saw one was that great. I'm like, how do they decide who's the woman and who's the 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to 
gotta be. If she's also, like 15 a, friends is a lot. It's that's too many friends. It's saying that's stop having 15. Yeah, yeah, that's too many friends. 15 beach houses. There's no reason to have. No. Well, and each one of them needs to have a beach house. Is the point that you can't just be making friends willy nilly. NHL. The only thing worth mentioning, I think they're still moving forward with that plan, but the only thing worth mentioning is that during that return of sports special on Monday night, they just randomly put a hockey net behind Gary Bettman in his shot. Oh my god. It was like, what? They were like, what? Yeah. My favorite were the tweets that were like, the people deciding this were like, Gary Bettman's like, it doesn't look like I know about hockey yeah, enough. And it was like, I know. They tried put different a net things. behind like you. Maybe, maybe at first they like had a him stick? on a sheet of ice. Or they gave him like, <laughs> just like goalie pads. Like, what were the iterations of making Gary Bettman look like he was hockey? Oh, man. Um, so that's the update on that. Premier League. Um, Jay, why don't you give us an update on Man City? Well, um, Fan favorite David Luiz of Arsenal, formerly of Chelsea, was given a red card in the 50th minute for pulling down uh, Riyad Mahrez in the box. So Kevin and Brian converts the penalty 2-0, 54th minute. Sick. Loving it. Hating Loving it. it. Hating it. Loving it a lot. I mean, you know, it's Arsenal, so. So what are you your know. thoughts on the fake crowd noise? Because they're pumping in this, like, or the broadcast has fake <sighs> crowd noise on it. Um, I actually think... What they did was really smart. Um, the crowd noise, I'm fine with the fake crowd noise. Like it's just sound, looks and sounds like a game. And so it's fine. What it I think is really smart. Like someone's DJing it because when something like reactionary happens, the crowd's like, Oh, it's like, I think that someone is DJing it. I, I do think that they have a DJ. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. Shout um, out. And then or girl or yeah, that person. Jeez. Uh, and nice ash. Sorry. Excuse me. And um the other thing I think was really smart is that they covered all the bottom rows of stands in like banner in like um what do they call like, them? With signs. Yeah, but they call them something. Something specific. Those, I forget like, what it's flags. called. But those big flags. And so there's like a bunch of them and some of them are ads, but it it generally like cuz we saw a bunch of Bundesliga games that were like empty they seats. didn't have those yeah. and they were just empty seats and this makes it feel like it's almost normal because you like aren't looking for people in empty seats. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's you, a blue it's, sign. It weirdly, you wouldn't think it would matter that much, but not seeing the seats without the people in them is helpful. Yeah, that was a wise decision. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I am just thrilled to be watching this match, even though I'm only half looking at it. But um, I did get to see a little bit of the, the nil-nil cracker between <laughs> Sheffield United and Villa. And... I think the thing that's going to be interesting about Premier League is like match fitness because the other thing that they're doing is squeezing all of these games into a really tight window because mm. there's only nine matches remaining in the league. Um, and so they're going to play most of them. I think in like the next three to four weeks, it should be finished. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it will be technically is, finished hopefully by next week. You know? <laughs> sure. Sure. But there, you know, there's a relegation battle. Yeah, Jay, and all I know those how the league things. works. Just let me get my joke off. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good joke. Thanks. Uh, anyway. Um, Liverpool play on Sunday, Sunday? at 3.30, which I love because, yeah. you know, it's not 7.30. So thanks yeah. for that. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, um, now and that's it the Merseyside, matter, the Merseyside so. Derby. That's right. It is. I'm and excited. Mike Dean is the uh, referee who is I, – I learned from uh, friends at the Caught Offside podcast that he is a Tranmere Rovers, which is the English League Two team in Liverpool ah. supporter, which I believe also means that he's a big not Liverpool supporter. Uh-huh. I think is the insinuation. Yeah, I saw that as so well. So that's a thing. Yeah. 
I don't, it doesn't, whatever. I just can't wait to see the boys. I'm just so excited. Is everybody coming back? Like everybody's playing? That's a good question. I honestly haven't, I think so. I've been assuming so, but as soon as you asked it, I was like, fuck, what? I hope. I think so. (laughs) Uh, I just I need to make sure Bobby's there. That's all. Yeah, you know, if I'm going to tune in. I've seen pictures. Yeah, I think Bobby's there. Um, Um, should we head over to me for a challenge update? Doodly do, doodly do. (laughs) It was a full week ago now, Um, but I took notes. Oh yeah, the challenge is on in like three hours. Uh, so let me just see what I have in my notes here. So we have Melissa talking about needing a red skull, which is like watching a person you work with that you think is like, oh, she's nice and I don't mind her that much. But then they start talking about like animal crossing. And by the second week, you're like, I don't ca- I don't care. Like listening to Melissa be like, I really need a red skull. And you're like, you're OK. You don't. You don't go here. Why are you talking to me? My opinions on Melissa stand strong. Um so the challenge from this week is you dangle from a truck and you gla- grab flags. It was a trash challenge. And you could tell right away because of the way they edited it. They had to keep, like, drawing it out and making it look dramatic. And, like, five people cheated at it. And it was just, like, it sucked. You're giving me a look, Ashley, like you disagree. But it was an no, absolutely no. garbage challenge. It was, it uh, was, there was, was like, dumb. explosions of colorful powder that didn't affect anybody in any way. <laughs> it was so, so stupid. Um, I wrote, lame, overhyped graphics. <laughs> they knew this was bad. Going five miles per hour. Um, so TJ calls out the cheaters afterwards. They all think they got away with it. We're like, it was two people at a time, and so some people would help each other and give each other flags. But Kyle, Rogan, Nani, Jenny, Fessy, and Nelson all got DQ'd. Because they cheated. Um, Corey and Josh were the top two guys. Josh took first place. I can't stand Josh. Um, Maddie and Melissa were the top two girls. Melissa wins. Congrats to her. Um, Oh, I should have mentioned, at the top of the show, there's a graphic. And they say that... um, uh, What's her fucking name? D. D. It has been found because of her uh, uh, insensitive statements online... The the network has fired her and is severing ties, and that they're going to edit. They've edited her out of most of as much as the season as they could moving forward. Um, but like left, I mean, she's still in because she's still there. Uh, what that is is that she, I, from what I could tell, because a lot of stuff gets deleted, it seemed like she made some sort of joke about how she must think Black Lives Matter because she lost her virginity to a black guy. Um, and then that was every, the first one. Yeah. And I didn't see anything after that. After that, she did like a people die every effing day kind Sick. of thing. Just like. So cool. Such a stance. Yeah. Way to take yeah. that stance, D. That right. people die every day, so why care? You know? Right. Um, so f- <laughs> that lady, which, you know, I always kind of <laughs> felt in the back of my head, but like, honestly, fuck you, lady. And so I found out from looking at some other Twitter thread about something else, that the reason, like, a lot of this episode didn't make sense to me. Like, it felt like they left stuff in that they didn't need to. Yeah. And then I felt like I was missing stuff. And I realized afterwards it's because they cut out a, like, yeah. I think the whole episode was about D. It and was. Like, and then they cut it all out. And so then the end happens and you're like, what? Why? Yeah. Like, That's why I think there, they had so much like, Melissa. Yeah. Because like, why are they, they had like, to leaving fill. her in? Why are yeah. we giving a shit what she talks oh about? And then now Gosh. I'm like, oh, it's because they cut 
cut D out, but the Yo, episode had to I hit. feel bad for that editor. He probably, one. like, he or she probably loved their episode, and then they were like, yeah, we're going to change the whole thing. So I said that to Steve, too, because her her comments, I think, were either on Tuesday. No, it was I think they were right on Tuesday. Away. So it was like a yeah. one-day turn that they had to do that whole that. thing. And I was That's like, oh, my nuts. God, it's that so would have been so intense. Yeah, no, no, nobody... And this group has ever done. I, I was they also, you also notice like <laughs> TJ keeps reiterating rules we already know, yeah. and in a way that makes it sound like we're getting a new rule, but it's just because they're like we're 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 seven seconds light. We need seven <laughs> more seconds. So he's like, and as you know, you're gonna need a red skull if you want to run in my final. And I'm sitting over here going, we know TJ. We're almost at the end. Tell me what it means if somebody has two red skulls. Tell me what it means if. Uh, tell me how many more weeks we have until we're done getting red skulls like give me new information i wrote this did episode they... sucks in capital letters in my notes. <laughs> this is so bad um, did they have any of those like cheesy graphics packages with voiceovers on them to like no, cover time they don't usually do that okay. they will i will say from watching old seasons of the challenge uh and now the now you can tell when tj does a pickup when he does like an adr in the booth and like yeah. Yeah. you can tell it's like he didn't say that live he made that clarification later in a sound booth in old seasons, he's either on a green screen. I, uh, there's a couple seasons where I'm like, he's on a green screen, where they make it look like he's where he was before, but he's lit completely different than the shots of the players. <laughs> and Dan and I have been fascinated by like pointing out, like, green screen! It's like him delivering the rules, but not at all where he was. It's very funny. But they never really go with like a VO for the most part. They just green screen him into the location. Um so anyway, Melissa wins. The tribunal is Josh, Melissa, and Johnny. Johnny gets in there just by being like, I'll go. And then they pick Johnny, which I'm like, you guys are idiots. You don't know how to play this friggin' game. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Maddie says she wants to go in. She keeps telling everybody all week that she wants to go in. Then it comes down to the vote where they get to decide who's going to go in from the house vote. And Maddie is like, well, I backed myself into a corner. And I'm like, I don't think you know what that statement means. Because back yourself into a corner means you now have to do something you didn't want to do. All week you've been saying you want to go in. Unless you were lying, you didn't back yourself into a corner. She's like, now I have to nominate myself. And like, yeah, but you want to go in, I thought. You've been saying it all week. <laughs> so anyway, she nominates herself. And she goes in. Um, and then Melissa... It, before they not like vote for her, Melissa tells Kyle, like, if you say Maddie's name, you're basically sending me home. And Kyle's like, okay. Um, and then when M- Maddie gets it voted in, she's like, I'm absolutely gutted. I don't fancy my chances against her. And you're, you're like, so good at her voice. Because she, she grinds every gear of mine. Um, <laughs> she never goes down at the end of a sentence. The inflection is never, it's never over. It's always up. And we're wondering. If she's going to keep talking. Um, so four girls still need skulls. Maddie, Melissa, Nani, and Bailey. Maddie nominates herself. Bailey is like listening to Maddie talk to Kyle while she's eating chips. With felt, felt like it meant something. Like she was like getting information. It didn't end up meaning anything. Uh, <laughs> Melissa and her huge boobs. Sweet, sweet time, Phil. Melissa and her huge boobs decide they're going to throw Bailey in. Um, and then she has some random comment about how she's like, I want to throw Bailey in and we'll see how Swaggy reacts. It's like, God, you're playing a completely different game. You're not playing the correct game. What does it matter how Swaggy reacts? Um, then Nani is at the bar panicking. I don't know why. Uh, at the tribunal meeting, it should be who's the weakest lady with a red skull and put her in and then Melissa throw yourself in. That doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, 
Melissa says that she starts, they want to throw in D, which this is where when you're watching the episode, you're like, why? Um, Josh basically is like, we're cool, but not that cool. I'll throw in D, um, which, cause Josh sucks. Mm-hmm. But Melissa is like, we can't throw in D. She's my friend. She's a friend of mine. It really screw up my game if you throw in D and I won't, I won't take credit for it. And, um, that's not how you play the game. You're not there to make friends. You're there to win. And if you put in D who already has a red skull and she eliminates Maddie, then that's good for you because that means no one else got a new red skull, which means you might have another, ch- there's more red skulls available. I think they still haven't really explained. How that works if somebody has two skulls. I think everybody considered Maddie to be really strong. And so they were like the people who were putting D in were putting D in because they wanted her to get out. Totally. But in my head, even if D wins, D already Mm -hmm. has a red skull. So like, again, I don't know how the economy of skulls works, but if she gets two would be better than Maddie who doesn't have one getting one. Because that would mean there's, like, one less availability to... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think... I think if if D kept win, Let's say one person won every elimination and had all the red skulls. I don't think she'd be the only woman who runs the challenge. I think they would do something so that other women could also. Mm-hmm. I don't... But I don't know. Um, either way, it's a dumb idea to defend D, but she does it anyway. Um, this season, I'm getting annoyed at how it works now that I'm watching old seasons. The way that, like, house vote automatically gets in and then you have, like, a pick of four or so other people that can go against them, but it has nothing to do with the challenge except for the tribunal. Like old seasons, the challenge would be like, whoever comes in last is in, and then you guys have to vote or there's like some specific way to get this next person in. Yeah. But it's like coming last in the challenge means you got to go in. And now it's like coming first in the challenge means you get to pick who might go in. I don't like it as much. It just took me a really long time to notice it. I think, yeah, I think the coming, it's... It's rewarding success more than it's penalizing failure. Yeah. And I think it should be both. Yeah. Like, if you lose, you're in. And if you're, if you win, you, you can get have some a privilege say. to say, yeah. 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 Um, uh, oh, I said Melissa shows up to the elimination in a, a tight leather coat and a turtleneck, so clearly she's not going in. Right. Um, <laughs> she says, I don't want to go against tough competition and then sends Bailey in. Uh, to get eliminated, which I was like, why would you send in ba- – you should send in somebody difficult. All right. Uh, Johnny says, Rogan, can I have your blessing to throw in D, which obviously Melissa asked them not to do. And it felt like Johnny's almost being too Johnny this season. Yeah. Like, that was almost too producery. Like, he – he said in an interview and also just acts in a way that like he's producing the show. He's trying to, he knows what they're looking for and he's trying to give them these moments. But being like, Rogan, can I, th- do I have your permission to throw her in? Just felt very like, what? But again, that might have been explained by something that we missed. Uh, Rogan says, yeah. While Melissa's begging Josh not to do it, then Josh does it and Melissa's mad. Um, Melissa tells Josh not to speak to her again in the house. Uh, I said she's an idiot, but I also agree because I fucking hate Josh. And any way to get him to not talk to me would be what I would do. Uh, there's actually a moment where Josh, they show them, they show the tribunal. Uh, Josh says, wow, but Melissa opens her mouth. And so it really looks like he, she was like, wow, like really low. <laughs> you should go back and watch it. It's very funny. I rewound it about 15 times. Um, 
Maddie and Dee, the it's elimination is they get locked into a tunnel and have to dig themselves out. They made this really dramatic moment, which makes sense now because they were filling for time, where they tried to make it look like Dee was dying inside of the tunnel. They went to commercial, they came back, and she was like, I'm fine. And then they kept going. Uh, Dee wins. Yeah, the editing on this episode is infuriating. It all makes sense now. Uh, D ran away with elimination. They were trying to make it seem close. TJ repeats the rules again. You need a red skull to win in my final. We get it. Tell me what happens to people who have two red skulls. Tell me how many weeks we have left. Give me new info. Uh, D wins, which means that, you know, I don't know how they're going to edit out D from the next episode, given that what happened at the end of this episode was that D came back and is coming back into the house and is going to exact revenge, you've got to assume, on, like... Rogan or whoever. I don't know. Doodly I do. Obviously, <laughs> doodly, doodly do. obviously doodly I'm, do. I'm all for getting rid of that racist lady, right? But like, mm-hmm. you gotta reach a point, like somebody's gotta fill something in with like, oh, this is the part where D did this, but we can't, we don't want to show it to you anymore. You know what I mean? There's something to the like, get, I get it, don't pay her any more money. And like, never invite her back on another season. But like, what happened there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, I'm, like they said, they wanted to finish airing this season for everybody else, the other contestants and the fans who still want to watch a season. They're like, we're not going to pull it, and it's great. And part of me is like, I know you don't want to give a platform to a, a woman who is stupid and said stupid things. Well, yes, but, but you're I mean, also kind uh, of MTV ruining... has been giving a platform to stupid people for a very, very long time. That's it's true. Kind of the like, main line of their programming is laughing at dumb people on reality shows <laughs> on MTV. I am hoping that, like, this episode in particular was just really D-heavy, and that's why the edit was, like, made it kind of painful. Because, like, if they're all so poorly edited going forward, I, it's, it's going to be hard it's to gonna watch. It's going to be hard to watch. But although, like, I don't know, maybe they have more time in advance. Maybe it's less d like, I'm going to go in with an open mind. I genuinely wouldn't mind if there was just, like, a slate at the beginning that's, like, D came back to the house, started some shit with Rogan, and ends up getting kicked out. Like, we're going to give you other storylines mm. instead. But it's yeah. like, clearly this one started. Yeah. And now it's just not going to pay off, which is going to make me anxious. Yeah. But, you know, while we're on the topic, it is funny to watch everybody be like, oh, this person on Vanderpump Rules is a racist? And you're like, Gu- guys, what <laughs> yeah. did you think you were watching? Did you think that these rich, spoiled people, white people who are, like, dating each other and, like, out of touch with reality had any idea what anyone else's life ex- How are you shocked that the guy from Siesta Key says the N-word on the internet? Like, there's... Uh, you, not saying you should do it, not saying he should get paid, but there has to be some sense of, like, you knew. You knew. You ignored it, but you knew. These people are garbage! They're garbage! That's why we watch it! Alright. Um, now let's head on over to Jay for the news française de la semaine. Bonjour. Uh, bonjour. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. Uh, what? Well, okay. Uh, so, uh, hi, I am uh, Jay Wolf. This is the French news of the week. Um, you know, for this week's story, there is a lot of uh, some somewhat uh, depressing news in France, and uh, they are not doing a very good job at uh, supporting Black Lives Matter or coronavirus. So instead, I choose some news that is uplifting and uh, French-related. Uh, it is a, about uh, a French bulldog, uh, specifically Bougie Smith-Schuster. He is the French bulldog of Juju Smith-Schuster. 
And uh, he posted videos the other day that I was very interested in and I wanted to tell you guys about. So it was a, a post of two French bulldog puppy named Bambino and Cashew. And uh, then there was a sad eyes emoji and a white heart emoji. And they were playing with each other on a bed. Okay, Jay, where is this going? There, there was no explication as to if these new French bulldogs are to Juju Smith-Schuster and Bougie or to someone else. And since the only thing we have seen is a post of Bougie with his girlfriend dog, Porsche. So what we know is Bougie is related to these puppies somehow, but we don't know how. And we want to know more. So that is the French news of the week. And we hope that the puppies, uh, there will be more puppy content soon. Au revoir. Au revoir. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Uh, de rien. That wasn't French. Or news. No. It was, did, did Juju Smith-Schuster get two more dogs? Who's to say? <laughs> Uh, all right, I think we have time for one more voicemail. But before we do that, this podcast is also brought to you by Simply Safe. So, Ashley, mm. what? I have had, uh, I'll be there for you stuck in my head, uh, for about two weeks now. Um, oh, that's rude. That is the rude. Friends theme song, if you guys weren't sure. No, we it's were sure. Now I've been singing all our heads. I've for been singing it one. in like, I've made a depressive remix. Oh. <laughs> It's just like really sad. Can you just give us drop drop a bar for us. <laughs> <laughs> like if you take the the beginning uh, lyrics, it's like so. No one told you life was going to be this way. Like you can really make that a sad song if you want. Yeah. So I, Katie, I would like. Well, that's you. like I take Usher's Confessions and I do. This is my depression. That's what happens in my head all the time. Anytime I'm doing something that's clearly uh, an exhibit of my depression. But anyway, what were you saying? Can you do the the happy uplifting version, um, please, to get I the depressing so. one? You know, I got in a fight with one of my friends in middle school, elementary school, something because we were over what the main um, melody of the chorus is. If you mm. had to hum that, both okay. of you, what would it be? Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And Jay, what did you do? Because it wasn't anything. Well. I got in my head because I realized that we would do it at different times and then it would be annoying because sure. of Zoom. So is it similar to Ashley's? I'll do it. Yeah. Or the high mm-hmm. one. I'll be there for you. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she got the, she got, I'll be there for you. And I was like, that's the yeah. harmony. That's obviously the harmony. Yeah, that's we the were harmony. too young to know. Was, was it Jill? No, it wasn't Jill. It was Ashley. <laughs> different Ashley. Ah, there's too many oh, Ashleys. There's a, I had a lot of Ashleys. Yeah. A lot of Ashleys. Yeah. Okay, well, now that we've decided that, I'll, I'll probably still mess it up. Oh, lots of ads. Lots of ads. <laughs> Everyone so wants fun. that instrumental of the Rembrandts. <laughs> I, I don't even want it. Does it start right away? You know away? the verse goes? How the verse no. goes? Yeah, it starts right no, after this. There's one more. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system. <laughs> Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe it's Simple Safer, and it's exactly why. 
Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. Order online with the click of a button. Open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technicians or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. And Simply Safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. And their 24/7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at just 50 cents a day. Yeah. I forgot how much of the song I remembered. I can't believe you got the bridge. Can't believe Staring, she's sitting up in her crate and staring at me. Like, what is this? She's like, just fifty cents a day. Where do we start back up again, chorus? Sure. Yeah. Uh, simply head to simplysafe.com slash Nolan and get free shipping and a sixty day money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com <laughs> slash Nolan to make sure they know that our show sent you and not the show friends. That's simplysafe.com <laughs> slash Nolan today. That was so good. Crushed it. Why does anyone know the bridge of that song? You did such a good job. I'd love to make space in my brain. By getting rid of that. Jay, let's do another voicemail so you can watch this game. Play. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Jay, let's do another voicemail. Thanks, Katie. Thanks. Hi, this is Brittany from Minnesota, and I'm so sorry I don't have a question, but I just wanted to call and I didn't know how else to contact you. But um, I just wanted to call and say that I really enjoy the podcast, and you guys feel like you're my friends, even though I've never met you. But you feel like you're my friends, and I like listening to you guys. And Katie, I've been following your work since garbage time years ago, and um, you. You've just really helped me be able to stay a sports fan and still be be a feminist, which <laughs> is hard to do. But I just I love your voice and what you bring to the sports world, and I think it's desperately needed. And um, for someone like me who's a, a sports fan but also like a feminist and you know concerned about the treatment of athletes and the treatment of women and and um, violent victims it's just your your voice has just been a light to me and you've helped me develop my own views and articulate them better and i think your voice is really really needed and what you're doing is important and and the three of you on your sports podcast has been just amazing i've been listening every week since they first came out two and a half years ago and like i said i feel like you're my friends and 
I really do love you. I really do mean it. And just keep keep being you because the world needs you. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Brittany. First of all, that was not the voicemail that we were supposed to make there. And I did not know about that voicemail. Um, that was very sweet and uh, very, very needed. Um, I appreciate that a lot. Um, and thank you for listening. And don't make me do this right now. Do you think Do you think she left that voicemail before we ruined everybody's week by ending our um, Oregon Trail game abruptly? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> she calls back and she's like, actually, I take back everything I said because uh, I was listening to you guys play Oregon Trail for way longer than I should have. And it wasn't even worth it. There was no payoff at the end. <sighs> Uh, Brittany, shout out to you. And shout out to everyone. I got a lot of messages like that this week, and I appreciate all of them. I don't know how to respond to them because I'm uncomfortable, but I uh, appreciate them, and I love you guys. Myrtle, give me two seconds. Can I say goodbye? Okay. I'm going to say goodbye, and then I'm going to come get you, girl. That's my dog. Um, That's it for this week's edition of Sports. Obviously, shout out to uh, AT&T. Jay, what does that stand for? Um, It stands for uh, Always Tanks. And tracksuits. Harder than it looks, folks. Uh, <laughs> always tanks and tracksuits. State Farm and Simply Safe. Also, shout out to the ESPN Daily with Mina Kimes. You guys can get that wherever you download podcasts. Also, big thanks to you for listening uh, now and then just later, maybe again, you know, or just leave us a nice review. That actually helps wherever you're listening to this podcast. We read them. We love them. Like this one, which seems very long, uh, from Aaron from New York that says sports is an uplifting, fun, and sportsy podcast that covers real life issues and the hard hitting sports stories, aka Austin Rivers definitely called the cops. <laughs> he did. Um, the three hosts, Katie, Ashley, and Jay, but you can figure that out when you start listening. Really make you feel like a part of their family and make you emotionally invested in their lives and stories. Also, when you start listening, and that's right, I said when you start listening, because how could you read this review and not start listening immediately <laughs> you know what if you read this and didn't immediately subscribe then you can meet me in the alley behind the ihop and we could hash us out over some browns i'm down for some hash browns right now maybe with cheese either way when you start listening to the podcast i'm serious outside the ihop at six make sure to leave voicemails because there's no greater feeling than the elation of when your voicemail is picked i got picked 24 hours ago and i haven't stopped smiling you won't regret it or you will if you don't start listening ihop has already been alerted the ensuing altercation for not heeding my warning and is closing off the parking lot for july 17th <laughs> a great review they don't have to be that long but if they are they're going to get read on the podcast and lastly don't forget that you can always leave a voicemail sick at 860-506-5571 say goodbye Ashley bye say goodbye Jay bye I love you mean it go Liverpool <laughs> What's up? What's Did you up, just Jay? Flush a toilet? What's up? I was, I was up? trying to do the cage door. God, awful. <laughs> Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. 
outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.